2: Done. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and
1: welcome to another Orlando Magic Daily Live. My name is Phil Prost and I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I am here for free agency for the first 45, 50, 50, 60 minutes of free agency. We're going to go through everything that's going on and how it affects the magic, what the magic can do and whatnot, and all the good stuff. Be sure to leave your questions in the comments right there. No, there. Sorry. It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, And stay with me here as we talk about all things, NBA, all things Orlando magic. Of course, the Orlando magic, not going to be a big player in free agency this year. They are almost capped out by my, by my math, and I did some math this this afternoon. The Magic, without the cap holds for Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, or not Jonathan Isaac, without the cap holds for Muhammad Bamba and Aaron Gordon, have about $15 to $16 million of cap space left. Aaron Gordon's cap hold is $15-some-odd million. dollars. Uh, Muhammad Bamba's cap hold is about $4 million. The Magic essentially are operating as a team above the cap. They, they, do have, they are a little bit under the cap by my calculations, um, but they do—they uh, are pretty much over the cap, which means in free agency, the only thing they can do is re-sign Aaron Gordon, or, or they can—they can, uh, they can uh, um, of course, uh, uh, sign re-sign Aaron Gordon, uh, and then their mid-level exception at about 8.6 million dollars. The big signings—let's get them out of the way right now. The big signings: Paul George has agreed has apparently agreed to stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kevin Durant will stay with the Golden State Warriors. And just coming down off the wires, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, I'm watching the jump on my TV over here. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting Chris Paul has agreed to a four-year, $160 million deal with the Houston Rockets. The other big signing, of course, Nikola Jokic agreeing to a max extension with the Denver Nuggets. Signings are already coming down off the wires fast and furious. I am probably not even seeing all of them while I am talking to you right here. Um, So a lot, a lot, a lot happening here Uh, In the NBA, uh, Rudy Gay getting a one-year $10 million deal with the San Antonio Spurs, I believe. Um, Lots going on, uh, as I'm sure more will go on, even though the free agency period just opened up just two minutes ago. A lot happening. But back to the Magic situation for a moment because we are a Magic website and a Magic podcast. The Orlando Magic, like I said, essentially capped out. With Aaron Gordon and Mohamed Bamba's cap hold, they are a, a, a few million dollars under the salary cap. So essentially... All Orlando has to play, and and then if you re-sign Aaron Gordon, depending on how you time things, but if you re-sign Aaron Gordon, that will take you over the cap. So the Magic are above the salary cap, essentially, um, if they intend to re-sign Aaron Gordon, which there seems to be every intention for them to do so. Um, That leaves the Magic with just an $8.6 million uh, mid-level exception to spend. Um, There's a lot, obviously, that the Magic need to do. It's not just about... Improving the talent on the roster, the Magic have a huge hole at point guard. Um, A lot of people wanted the Magic to take a point guard in the draft. I think that's why a lot of focus was put on Trey Young. Um, And then there's some disappointment with the second-round picks because the Magic didn't end up taking a point guard. But Orlando's going to have to find a point guard, whether it's through free agency. Um, You know, there's, There's guys to target there in Isaiah Thomas, Fred Van Vliet, a couple other players as well that I think the Magic could target in free free agency. But more likely, it's going to come through trades. And I think that's where we'll see the Magic be more active is in the trade market. There's already rumors that the Magic are looking at um, being a third team to help facilitate a Kawhi Leonard to Los Angeles Lakers deal. That's been kind of put on the back burner for a little while as LA puts its attention on getting LeBron James as everyone would be if they have the capper. Let's answer some of your questions. David Pope, asking about that Kemba Walker trade. There was a rumor that came out a few days ago about that the Magic had some conversations about Nikola Vucevic for Kemba Walker. Um, it appeared that those got nixed because the Hornets insisted that they include Nicholas Batum's contract. Uh, and certainly there is a point guard market out there for trades. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, I think Brandon Knight might also be available. Um, you could look at Jeff Teague maybe being available from Minnesota. Um, again, probably as well. Uh, Eric Bledsoe from Milwaukee might be available, and Kemba Walker as well from Charlotte. Um, the biggest problem, I think, with Kemba Walker is he has just one year left on his contract. Uh, with one year left on his deal, it's it's going to be a huge risk for the Magic to, A, take on Nicholas Batum, who has an extra year of salary on him, uh, a couple extra years of salary on him, and not give out Bismack Biambo. So that would leave the Magic with a lot of bad contracts, and again, no uh, cap flexibility. Uh, and then you have to convince Kemba Walker to stay with you an extra year. I think that is not the kind of risk the Magic want. If the Magic are going to go out and get a veteran point guard like that to fill that point guard spot in a trade, especially if they only give up Vucevic, if they can't get rid of Bismack Miambo or even maybe Evan Forney, who's got three years left on his deal. If the Magic can't get rid of some of those big salaries and can only get rid of their expirings, they want a guy that they can have some cost control and some certainty over for a few years. They're not going to do, agree to do that without that kind of certainty. Um, and I think the Magic are in a position where they can take on a big contract like that. Um, you know, one deal that, that that kind of been floated around that I kind of don't dislike. Um, if the Magic can find a way to get off Biombo or even get off Fournier's deal uh, and bring in a young player, uh, Lonzo Ball has been mentioned. I, I don't, from a basketball perspective, I'm not going to talk about the other stuff. From a basketball perspective, if you can get a young prospect like Lonzo Ball, maybe you're willing to eat a contract like Luol Deng, who's got two years left at 18 million per or eat a Pau Gasol, again, two years at $16 million per. per. Um, that's what it would take for me. It would take a quality young player coming back to me in order to eat some of these big contracts. So I don't think a Kemba Walker trade is in the offing. I don't see Charlotte being interested in Bismarck, maybe Evan Fournier, but I think really what, really what they're looking for is cap relief, which Nikola Vucevic would give them on an expiring deal. Um, so a lot of point guards available in trades, um, as, as Cicely Morgan asked. Again, I would say that Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe, uh, are your, Kemba Walker are your big point guards that are available on the trade market. Um, certainly some that the Magic could potentially be in play for with some of the assets that they have if they're willing to take on a big contract in return. Um, I think Luol Deng certainly in play. Nicholas Batum's obviously in play. Um, Eric Bledsoe's contract might be enough enough if the Magic just send out expirings if they do a Nikola Rubicic or Eric Bledsoe swap. Um, I think the main point that, that I've kind of gotten is I've looked at some of these trades and looked at some of the, some of the things available to the magic both from the draft perspective and now in the in the free agency phase of the summer uh, everything seems to be pointing to um, the fact that um, the fact that sorry I'm, I'm reading Twitter now as that was a mistake um, it, all things are pointing to the fact that if the magic are going to get a a uh, get a player through a trade or get a player through um, a point guard uh, or get a point guard through a trade, they are going to have to take on some bad salary in the process. I'm looking at the wires again, just coming down. DeAndre Jordan appears to have agreed to a one-year deal with the Dallas Mavericks. One-year, $24.1 million uh, option with the Clippers for next season. Um, that appears they finally got him. No, no, uh, no word yet if the Clippers are are planning a heist and planning to lock him in his room again. No word if Mark Cuban is driving around Houston looking for DeAndre Jordan this time. It appears that no amount of emojis will keep DeAndre Jordan from the Dallas Mavericks this time around. Also, want to mention this: uh, I saw this on the wire as well from the Salt Lake Tribune. Dante Exum, who was a target for the, I thought was it might be a target for the Magic in free agency, uh, with that mid-level exception, uh, although that would be a risk because I think Utah would match that. Um, he is appearing set to have a meeting with Utah later this weekend. Um, it, it, it Salt Lake Tribune reporting that uh, Dante Exum is a priority for the Utah Jazz to resign. I figured he might be as well, so I am not completely surprised by this at all. Um, and, and I think that uh, that that's an, that was an interesting option for the Magic at point guard um, that may no longer be available. No word yet that I've seen on the wires about um, about Aaron Gordon. Obviously, he's the most immediate thing for the Orlando Magic uh, this whole summer. Uh, revolves around Aaron Gordon, because really the Magic can't do anything without dealing with Aaron Gordon. Like I said, the Magic are essentially, uh, they're just a little bit below the cap with their cap holds with Muhammad Bamba and Aaron Gordon. Once they sign Aaron Gordon, they're obviously over the cap. If they let Aaron Gordon walk or, or don't re-sign him in any way, they have about 15, 13 or $14 million in cap space. So not significant, maybe enough to get a borderline starter, but not significant money. So... Cicely Morgan asked the big question, the big question that I think every Magic fan is wondering right now. What type of, what type of contract do you think Aaron Gordon will sign? Um, I think that... that a, a, This is how I think Aaron Gordon's free agency is going to play out. I think the Magic do have a meeting. We'll probably meet with Aaron Gordon very, very soon. Uh, he was in Orlando, actually. This is This is actually interesting. He was in Orlando earlier this week for a premiere of his movie, Uncle Drew. Yes, Aaron Gordon is in a movie this summer go see Uncle Drew. I probably won't. Um, but Aaron Gordon was in Uncle Drew, the, the Kyrie Irving movie. Uh, and, uh, and he, he had a premiere, of took, took a bunch of kids to, to the movie at the Plaza, at the Plaza Cinema downtown. Uh, and, um, and, uh, uh I'm sorry. And, uh, and, uh, um, uh, you know, is in town. Um, typically during the summers, he goes to California and just kind of stays there all summer. Um, he did mention to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel that Steve Clifford visited him, and that was really the first time a coach had gone out and taken the effort to visit him in California as he was working out, as he was preparing for the next season. Uh, and uh, that meant a lot to him, and I think that's that's obviously a good sign. I think that the Magic do want to keep him. I think the Magic will keep him. But I think what will happen with... Uh, with uh, Gordon's free agencies, it'll play out very similar to Tobias Harris's free agency. If you remember, when Tobias Harris was a free agent, the Magic brought him in, had an initial discussion with him, kind of gave him a lowish offer. It wasn't really a great offer. Um, it was definitely a little bit lower than the market. And they kind of told him, if you won't take this, go out in the market, see what you can get, bring it back to us, and we'll ma- and we'll match it and make it worth your while. Tobias Harris went out and got a max offer sheet from the Sacramento Kings. I did actually, um, a-, a source did show me the, the actual offer sheet that that he had from the Sacramento Kings, brought it back to the Magic. Magic said okay, they ma- they not they matched it. They gave him an extra year uh, and gave him a little bit le- a little bit less money, but made it worth his while. He re-signed with the Magic. Of course, he was traded a year later. I suspect Aaron Gordon's contract negotiations will go the same way. Probably looking at a you know a contract at around twenty dollars to twenty one million dollars on an initial offer, maybe maybe a four year a uh, four-year, like, $84, $85, 86000000 million deal, um, he's probably going to say no to that. He's going to say, okay, I'll take that under advisement. I'll go out, see what I can get, bring it back to the Magic, see if they'll match, and then from there, see what happens. I think, ultimately, Aaron Gordon will not get the max. I don't think he'll end up at around $25 million. I think his contract's going to end up being, um, at least the op- if he signs an offer sheet, it'll probably end up being, like, four years, $90, $91 million. Um, I think that, no, that doesn't sound right. Sorry, I'm blanking here. Um, he'll make around 22 million dollars. So yeah, four years, 90, 90 something million dollars. Um, the Magic will probably give him that extra year. They'll probably go the five years. Five years, something like uh, what's 22, 23 times five. Uh, five years, like 110, 112, somewhere in that range. I don't know what the, I don't know the exact math for the raises. I think they'll give him the maximum raises. I think they'll try and front load the contract actually. Um, try and give him a little bit more money on the front end of the deal. Structure the deal. So that they can have a little bit more wiggle room, more free agency money when they're actually ready to play for free agents later on in that deal. So, um, I, I think that 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 the Magic will take care of Aaron Gordon. That the number first and foremost, I expect Aaron Gordon to be in a Magic uniform next year. I, I don't think there's any indication that the Magic are ready to move on from him. Um, I don't think there's any indication that Gordon wants to leave Orlando, and I think they'll find the money to make it work. It's hard to let a 22-year-old who seems on the on the cusp of stardom. Um, showing signs of it at least last year, if not uh, if not having some struggles with it. Um, it, it seems kind of silly to let a player like that walk, especially with, with how you know he works. Um, there was that report from Zach Lowe of ESPN.com a little while ago, a few days ago, saying that the Magic were a little tired of Borden and how he views himself as a player, thinking that he is uh, he is a, a, a ball stopper or, or kind of a, a kind of a, 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 um, a, a superstar player like that. I took it more as growing pains throughout last year. I thought he was trying to figure it out. Yes, he was a bit of a ball stopper. Yes, he tried to be what he thinks a star is. That's what I constantly said. Uh, Gordon plays what how he thinks a star should play, rather than just kind of being himself and being the star that he is. Um, I think that's a secret that he has to kind of un, un, uh, has to kind of realize himself. Um, but I think uh, he's still a talent worth investing in. So I think that the Magic will do so there. I've got a couple signings as well um, to, to, to get to here but I just want to kick a quick check of the wires um, we do have Aaron Bain signing a two year deal with the Boston Celtics no surprise there um, that's coming from Shams Charania um, I don't know how to pronounce her name Shams I apologize um, so we still um, so still some signings coming in here um...
0: the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama
1: of sports of the sporting news reporting, and this is a tweet that just came out, for restricted free agent Aaron Gordon, a source told me there was, quote, nothing significant as of yet from the Orlando Magic or other teams. Added without irony, quote, it's early. So there you have it, the Magic and Aaron. So Aaron Gordon, things seem to be on the quiet side. I think a lot of teams suspect the Magic will match Aaron Gordon. So things might move a little bit slowly. I do worry that the Magic don't get into negotiations with them. Try and take care of him a little bit. Try and just show him how much they appreciate him, how much they, they want him. Um, I do worry a little bit about that. Um, you know, Aaron can be a little bit touchy as well. Um, to 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 get to get going there. So I, I do think that the Magic will try and get that done quickly. Um, why they haven't taken care of it now? Who knows? Maybe they're in some other conversations as well. Another interesting deal that just came down across the wires that I do think is worth um, examining. Oklahoma City forward Jeremy Grant has agreed to a three-year, $27 million contract to return to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, there was a rumor a couple of days ago as well that the Magic were interested in Jeremy and Jeremy Grant, um, a kind of rangy 3-4 player, very much a tweener, um, in, in, improving shooter but not a great shooter by any means. Um, I actually picked him up on NBA 2K because I do like him as a player. Um, but three years, $27 million, that averages out to $9 million. That's probably the mid-level exception. Um, that's a little bit higher than the magic could play for sure. Um, obviously Oklahoma City has bird rights, so they don't need to use a middle level exception. But if it's nine million flat, that's obviously more than the magic could pay him. Uh, and so uh, out, out of their price range again. So we're, we're beginning to see kind of a, a market uh, cre- get created here. And I think that's uh, important to note here as well that, that we're looking at this at how the market is developing. Um, this is This is all really, really important. Uh, for the Magic as they try and figure out what's going to be available to them at the mid-level exception. So um, obviously a lot going on. I want to get to your questions before we talk about that market, Um, so uh, let me run through your questions here. Uh, Charlie Potter asked me, uh, what are some realistic options at point guard, whether in free agency or via trades? Um, I've gone through some of those point guard options. Um, I think the trade market is really Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson of the Detroit Pistons, Eric Bledsoe of the Milwaukee Bucks, Brandon Knight of the Phoenix Suns, um, maybe Jeff Teague in the Minnesota Terrible, well, certainly Kemba Walker, the Charlotte Hornets, although I talked about why I don't think a trade makes sense there, uh, as well as, uh, there's one more name I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm blanking on that last name, I'm sorry. Um, there, there are definitely some point guard options. Now, obviously, as well, um, there are some interesting free agent guys. Fred Van Vliet of the, uh, Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors is a restricted free agent. Uh, could be an interesting... Pick up there if if the Magic truly believe he's a starter. I'm not quite there on him. Um, there are also um, uh, I also think Isaiah Thomas is is a real option uh, on a make good contract. Assign him to a one year mid level exception deal. Tell him you're our star. You're our offensive guy. You're you're going to uh, you know we'll give you the ball. We'll let you create offensively. Kind of get everyone in the right spot. Make everyone better. Prove to the league that you're back to all-star form, and then we'll figure things out from there. Um, I think that 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 might be an appropriate risk for the Magic to take. I'd want some some backup help on that. I'd want to find another point guard there um, to to make sure if you know he's not healthy, if things don't work out, um, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Although maybe wins don't matter so much for the Magic this year. Um, but um, you know Thomas doesn't fit the profile for the Magic, so it, it'd be a risk. It'd be an interesting move. It'd be a splashy move for the Magic. That's probably about as splashy as I'd get if I were the Magic um, outside of a trade. Um, but um, definitely an interesting, uh, interesting thought process there. Um, let's see here. <laughs> uh, just going through my questions. Clayton Rowan asks, "How about Terry Rozier? I don't think the Celtics are going to trade Terry Rozier. Um, got him on a cost-controlled contract at the moment. Um, they don't have to make a decision on him for a little while. They can they can resign him. Um, Bobby Tyrell reminds me of another point guard. Jeremy Lin could be an interesting point guard from the Brooklyn Nets." Um, injured last year, uh, played really well under Steve Clifford with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, he could be a really interesting prospect to bring in or another interesting player to bring in, give a kind of second chance, third chance to. Um, you know that he can play at a high level when you need him, when you put the ball in his hands. Um, I think he'd fit in really, really well here. Be good for the culture. Uh, I'll deal with the with the Lynn fans. I, I like Jeremy Lynn. I think he's good for what he is. Um, you know, Borderline starter. Would be really good on this team if he can stay healthy. So maybe um, that's that's a good option. Uh, Charlie Potter asks another good question: What are the Magic's chances of re-signing Mario Izzonia? Uh Right now, I would not put them as good. I, I, the moment the Magic declined that play, that that team option, the chances of them re-signing him were very, very low. Even if he played well, which he did, he played very, very well this season. Um, but I think Hezonja uh, doesn't quite fit what the Magic want in a power forward and a small forward. Um, he was very good last season. He definitely, uh, definitely resurrected his career a little bit, but. Uh, I'm not sold that, that that's enough. I'm not sold that that's enough to, to bring him in. What kind of contract do you bring him in for? I'm not signing him to that $5 million deal. Um, maybe you see what the market is. Maybe you see if he really wants to stay, if you can get him at that same amount. But it does appear that the, he's going to meet with the New York Knicks. Michael Scotto of, um, I think he's of the Athletic now. Uh, Michael Scotto reporting that Mazonia will meet with the New York Knicks. Of course, Scott Perry drafted him. It's expected the Sacramento Kings will meet with him. So there is a market for Mario Azonia. Um, If you can get him super cheap, I'm okay bringing him back. But if I'm Mario Zonia, I need to go somewhere where I know I can get playing time. I don't believe that's the Orlando Magic. I don't think he can get playing time here in Orlando. Um, oh, shoot. Let's see here. As I mentioned, if the Magic resign Aaron Gordon, they do not have any cap room. They'll be over the cap. Um, so that's that. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm just going up. Uh, Michael Klein notes we should look at Tyler Eulis. I don't see Tyler Ulis as a starting option. Um, very, very, very undersized. Um, and I don't think that's something that the the Magic uh, want at the moment. Um, sorry, I'm just going through my questions here. Um, Mark Gary asks Imagine you stir things up. Do you see Vucevic or Fournier traded? I know they have tricky contracts, which make it hard for them to be traded. Um, I do anticipate that Nikola Vucevic will be traded this summer. Um, I, I, I've, said it all, I've said it all along. I like the guy. Um, he's Personally, I like him very, very good. Um, I like him a whole lot, but um, it, it just feels like it's time that, that the Magic do have a ceiling when he's on the floor, that he's unable to kind of take the team to the next level, um, to, that, to that secondary level that the Magic need, uh, and I do think that they need to trade him. Uh, Vucevic is interesting because I think a lot of teams do view him as a viable backup center option. He's on an expiring deal, so it's a little bit of a risk. It's not too much of a risk to take him on. If he doesn't work out, you let him walk, No big deal. You clear some cap room. Um, but in order to trade him, I do think the Magic will need to be willing to take on a little bit more money. And that's that's something I'm going to talk about, I think, a little bit more on Monday's episode of Lockdown Magic. I'm, I'm writing a little bit about it now. Um, in order for Orlando to move around these contracts, to move around a Fournier at $17 million a year or Vucevic at one year, $12.75 million next, this year, the Magic are going to have to be willing to take on a big deal. I'm talking... Nicholas Batum from the Hornets, if you're going to take Kimball Walker. I'm talking, you know, an Eric Bledsoe. Even a Dennis Schroeder's got extra years on his deal. Um, The Magic, you know, are not going to be active in free agency this summer. They're going to be looking at the bargain bin again, trying to find some gems like a Jonathan Simmons, like they did. Um, But Orlando's going to have to pump their free agency space. They're not going to have cap room for a while. No matter what they do, they're not going to have cap room next year. They're probably not going to have cap room. Um, They're probably not going to have cap room realistically until 2020. And it makes sense with some of the Magic's timeline that maybe they don't worry so much about free agency until 2021. You'd hope by 2021 that you've got Aaron Gordon, you know, growing into maybe a quasi star. You've got Jonathan Isaac coming into his own in his third in his third or fourth year. You got Muhammad Bamba establishing himself well to the point where now you are attractive to other teams. Maybe you've been to the playoffs once. Maybe you've shown signs that you are a growing, growing team. And Paul George just signed a four is going to sign a four-year, 107 million dollar max contract with the Thunder. Um, that you hope by 2021, you've shown signs that you're a growing team, that you are moving in the right direction, that you do have a playoff future. And if you have that, then you can get the free agents. Essentially, the Magic can't play the free agency game right now. They they just don't have the assets to do so. Um, they're just they're not in that um, in that deal. Um, but um, I think that that's really where the Magic are at right now. Um, is they've 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 got to be they've got to look to move Vucevic just to clear that clutter at the center position. That could be a way to get a point guard. Um, you know, I, I think Jeremy Lin would be a real big option. I think there are a couple other options as well. Um, Dennis Schroeder would be one of them. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that option, but it is an option. Um, but I, I think that that's, that's definitely direction the team should go. Um, Ryan L. Hawkins on the same road, wrote, and I answered this a little bit earlier, but uh, Phil, would you entertain a deal to get Kemba if we can move Fournier or Biombo's contract? If you're going to get Kemba Walker, you're also taking Nicholas Batum. That's, that's That's the big caveat there. Um, Nicholas Batum uh, is on a little bit of a longer deal. Let me pull up his contract real fast. You can see how prepared I am. I'm trying to get to everyone's questions here. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anything. If I'm missing something, please, 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 let me know. Um, I don't think I am, though. No, I don't. I don't expect the Magic to do anything tonight. Um, that's that's the secret of of this podcast. Um, Nicholas Batum. Currently has, pulling up basketball reference. This is the beauty of live TV, folks. Nicholas Platoon currently has three years starting at $24 million. So I am not trading Nicholas Platoon unless I can also get rid of Bismack Miambo. If I can get rid of Evan Fournier instead, maybe. But again, this is about punting punting the ball down the road. Kemba Walker is an expiring contract. If I'm not convinced I can keep Kemba Walker and I am not convinced the Magic can keep Kemba Walker... I am not doing that deal, plain and simple. I'm not taking Nicholas Batum's contract unless the Hornets are willing to take Bismack Biambo, Um and and I can get a little bit of a more guarantee from Kemba Walker. When you get a player like Kemba Walker, you are committing yourself to winning now, not tomorrow, not next week, now. And I don't think that is an option for Orlando right now. I just don't think that's 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 a risk they're willing to take, especially Jeff Waltman, kind of new to the driver's seat there. So um, I don't see a Kemba Walker deal happening. I, I just don't think. Um, it, that can happen. And yes, I agree. Batum can play a little bit. He would pre- bring you more value. So maybe you do Fournier instead to, to clear some some cap. But the issue is you are cluttering your books for Kemba Walker, and you've got to win now. You cannot wait. You've got to win now. And you can't just be what the Charlotte Hornets were, which is you're looking more and more like the Charlotte Hornets every day. You can't be what the Hornets were. You've got to get to the second round. You've got to prove that there is a brighter future there. And, you know, maybe young guys can grow up a little bit faster. Maybe not. Um, I don't see the Magic going after any big names like that. I don't think they'll they'll be able to get any of the super big names like uh, 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 Kemba Walker. Or someone, someone's asking about C.J. McCollum or Kyle Lowry. Frankly, the Magic just do not have the assets to get it done. They just don't have the players to get it done. I don't think they have the situation to get it done either. I think really Orlando needs to stay patient. They need to be patient. They need to bide their time. They need to take the right risks. You know, a veteran a veteran guy who isn't who's going to be with you for a little while. Um, that's kind of the direction that I would go um, with this. That's that's me though. Um, so we'll we'll see uh, down the road. Of course, there's 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 a long way to go there. Um, kind of checking Twitter again. You're watching the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. Listening to Lockdown Magic as we go through the first hour or so of free agency. Um, like I've said. Um, Orlando only really has a mid-level exception to spend in free agency this year, about $8.6 million. Uh, our contract starting at $8.6 million. They can use that on one player. They can split it between a few players. But that's all they've got. And there have been some contracts that have come down um, come down uh, recently that, that, I, that I think are very instructive of where this market is developing. Um, the big one, Will Barton signed a four-year, $54 million deal with the Denver Nuggets. Four years. Fifty-four million comes out to thirteen and a half million dollars per year. So that is above the Magic's price range right now. I know some Magic fans thought Will Barton might be a good option for the Magic as a quasi point guard. Um, Barton averaged fifteen point seven points per game last year. Shot a fifty-two point eight percent effective field goal percentage and thirty-seven uh, percent from beyond the arc. Solid three-point shooter, maybe a little bit of a chucker, um, but not a guy that um, not a guy that uh, you really want to rely on rely on heavily. Thirteen and a half. Seems like a little bit of an overpay from Denver, um, but not egregiously bad. So that's that's a market setup. There's always a one big contract at the beginning of the summer that everyone's like, "What's going on with that contract?" Um, Barton Barton might qualify as that contract, but count him out of the mid mid level. So you're not looking at a guy that's that's averaging 15 points per game and shooting 37 from from beyond the arc uh, with your mid level exception.
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The guys that I do look at, Jeremy Grant, again, three years, $27 million. It's about $9 million per year, just outside your price range as a free agent. Jeremy Grant, uh, more known for his defense, so his stats, his counting stats aren't going to be great. Um, Thunder used bird rights, obviously, to sign him. Um, but you're looking at a guy who averaged 8.4 points per game, Uh 3.9 rebounds per game. Shot a 57% effective field goal percentage. Not a great three point shooter, 29.1% last year, but he's 50.7% for his career. Um, that's about the range I would expect for the Magic to get again. Jeremy Grant played 81 games last year, 20 minutes per game, averaged about 8 points per game. That's the kind of player you're looking at for the Magic with that mid-level exception unless you're getting like an aging star like Derrick Rose who I think could go for the mid-level, probably not to the Magic, um, or a guy like um, like Isaiah Thomas, who, you know, kind of needs a make-good year. The other names that I'm interested, that, I, that I'm curious about, um, uh, and again, I think this is instructive of the kind of players the Magic could go after, Doug McDermott. He signed a three-year, $22 million deal with the Pacers. That should take the uh, Pacers out of the Aaron Gordon running. I can run the calculator real fast and figure that out. Um, sorry, hold on one second. let me pull up that. Um, If you don't know, Shamsports.com has this tool called the Capulator. Um, It's very, very cool um, as well, but uh, it helps you kind of keep track of all this stuff. But Doug McDermott um, last year, nine points per game with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, So in 81 games between the Knicks and Mavericks, he averaged 7.8 points per game, 55.7% effective field goal percentage, 42.6% from beyond the arc. Kind of began to really find his role in the NBA. I know he was a guy that some Magic fans thought the Magic should go after as well. Um, but not in the cards for him. He got three years, $22 million. So that's a roughly $7.3 $7. million per season. Um, that is about what the Magic are looking for uh, in, in their contracts and what they can spend here um, in, in, free, in free agency with mid-level exception. That, Doug McDermott, is, is kind of the player you're looking at. That's the market right now. Ersan Silva, also a three-year, $21 million deal with the Milwaukee Bucks to return to Milwaukee. Ilya um, Sova, we know about him. He played for Orlando. Decent defender, not a great defender. Good three-point shooter. Does a lot of kind of things that don't show up in the box score all the time. Uh, with the Hawks and Sixers last year, he averaged 10.9 points per game and shot, uh, looks like, 52.6% effective field goal percentage. So uh, an interesting pickup there. But again, that's kind of the market you've got. That's 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 the market. Um, that you're looking at. A player like an Areson Usova, like a Doug McDermott. I haven't gone that deep in the free agency class. Um, I'm going to have to now because those are the kind of players you're looking at with the mid-level exception. You're not looking at these top-end guys. You're not looking at starters, frankly. You're looking at guys to bolster your bench. So if the Magic are going to spend that mid-level exception, it's going to be on someone someone like that, someone who can bolster their depth and, and fill a need off the bench, which is, again, why I think the Magic ultimately go the trade route to solve their point guard problem. Um, so definitely some interesting questions there. I know a lot of people have mentioned Seth Curry as a potential idea. Um, considering how things ended with Curry and the Magic the last time, I don't suspect that that'll be an issue. I don't think you'll have an inter- interest in coming to Orlando. I know that it was a Rob Hennigan decision, excuse me, to sign Seth Curry. Um, but, um, I, I it, from what I heard, it did not work out. I don't think, I don't think, uh, Curry is a, is a good fit for Orlando. Um, as much as, uh, as much as you like, as much as you like it, uh, and Clayton uh, Clayton Rowan comments. Yeah, I get that, but I'm thinking we will take a project and the middle level exception to sign above average point guard for the year, or sign a guy that will develop with this group. Um, I think it's possible the Magic do do a little bit of an overpay like that. Um, I think it is very possible uh, that Orlando goes that route, um, but um, it, it depends if it's the right guy. Um, you know, it, it really does. Um, it, it depends what's out there. I think you want something maybe a little bit sure, maybe use that as for your veteran, and again. Trades are going to be the main driver, the main vehicle for the Magic to improve. I, I just think that there's no getting around it there, that Orlando needs that to uh, to, to take their next step to, to, to get moving in the right direction. Um, got an interesting question as well um, about the Summer League roster. Uh, let me pull it up here. Um, Cicely Morgan asked, which player on the Magic Summer League team has the best chance to make the team? Outside of the Magic's draft picks, the guy that I would keep an eye on at summer league to to play that third point guard position is the Lakeland Magic's Troy Copain. We all thought Troy Copain was getting a call up last year. We all thought that he was going to, uh, um, uh, we all thought that he was going to to take that leap, get one of the ten day contracts, maybe get a two way slot um, from the Magic. It never really developed, but he had a great year with the Lakeland Magic. He is a little bit um, undersized, but he's a two. He's really a, a swing guard. He's more of a. He played more two in college. Point guard, he's really a scoring guard, and I think he'd be really good as the third point guard option for the Magic. Maybe assign him to a two way contract, um, but I think certainly he will remain in the Magic family. I think he'll remain uh, on the Magic's radar and on the Magic's roster, uh, as the team uh, looks to uh, looks to, to improve itself and, and get better. I would really watch Troy Copain hard at the uh, at the uh, at Summer League. Um, Nicholas Kemper asked, Is Aaron Afalo going to resign with us? My guess is no. Um, it's possible. I'm not gonna put. It, me? I'm tired, guys. Um, uh, I'm not gonna put it past him. I'm not gonna say that he won't. Um, but minimum guys rarely get a second year. I don't think Spates would have gotten a second year. Um, so uh, I think the Magic are gonna go in a different direction. I don't think they'll, they'll re-sign Aaron Aflalo again. That's 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 a question for maybe later in the summer. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, as expected. Um, the Magic are um, are very very quiet tonight. Um, the big news is the Magic uh, is apparently not a no no midnight meeting with Aaron Gordon. That, that might mean they're waiting to meet with him tomorrow. Um, it may mean they're waiting to meet with him on Monday. Um, there's there seems to be no rush with him. It, I think everyone senses that the Magic will match uh, any offer on Aaron Gordon, so he probably doesn't have a great market, or maybe he's a Plan B for a team if they lose out on someone. Um, uh, so it, it's definitely a um, definitely a, a, um, a little bit surprising. The Magic aren't at least meeting or having some contact with Aaron Gordon if that rumor is true. Um, but um, but definitely Orlando is is kind of in that waiting game with uh, with Aaron Gordon and, and and him moving forward. Some of their options may be falling by the wayside. But I think Orlando is right to kind of play this safe and and be patient with their free agency, just like they were last year. Um, I think that. Uh, I think that it's very, very possible that Orlando is working the trade market harder, harder tonight than they were before. I don't think that that Orlando is in a position where they're going to be very active in this free agent period. I didn't expect there to be any action tonight from Orlando, and so it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for this Aaron Gordon situation to resolve itself. It's obviously the big, 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 big thing for Orlando this summer. Really going, really clogs their books determines everything that they're going to do for the rest of the offseason. Uh, it is about 12.35 um, here on, uh, uh, on, on uh, Sunday, July 1st. Um, the First rush of signings and meetings have, have appeared to quiet down. Um, if there are no more questions uh, for the Magic and free agency, we'll be back again probably tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic, talk a little bit more about some Magic free agency issues. Um, but uh, lots to get lots to get going on here uh, over the next couple of days. Um, if there is if there are no other questions, um, I think I'm going to close up shop for now. Um, I'll thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live, as well as Locked On Magic joining us here with your questions and comments um, about the about the uh, the Magic. Here's here's another question actually that I want that I want to get to. Um, Rhino Hawkins asked, "What about CJ McCollum for Fournier, Vooch, and 2019 first-round pick? I'm hearing it's not going to be a deep draft anyway. Um, the draft next year is not very, very good. It's 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 very top. It's top-heavy, but not good top-heavy. Um, I would say the top guys are not the best players in the world. RJ Barrett's going to be pretty good. Um, uh, Zion Williamson's a huge mystery. No one really, uh, no one really knows much about him. Um, it's not this year's draft for sure. But I would argue that Orlando is probably due for another bad season." If they're going to trade, again, if you're going to trade away a first-round pick, protect it heavily next year and hope that you get better uh, over the next few years. I, I'm not willing to risk that first-round pick yet. I think the 2019 first-round pick is the most valuable thing the Magic own. Um, does CJ McCollum really move the needle for you? Does, does he really fit what you want to build as a team? Is Portland even really trading him? I don't think they are. I think I don't know where these CJ McCollum rumors come from. Um, I don't think that they're looking to, to move him at all. Um, that would be a nice haul for Portland, but they're going to re-sign Yusuf Nurkic. He's probably a better, better fit for them than, than Vucevic is anyway. Um, McCollum's a better player. That first-round pick would be nice, but again, you're not helping yourself there, I think. Um, I don't see the Magic making that kind of deal. If the Magic go for a veteran point guard, it's going to be someone that you're going to be like, uh, he's kind of washed, or he's, he's kind of on the way down. That's why I'm thinking Jeff Teague. That's why I'm thinking Eric Bledsoe. That's why I'm thinking... Uh, Um, that's why I'm thinking, uh, of, of Dennis, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, Brandon Knight, guys that are on big contracts, bad contracts, but can still produce, can still play a little bit for you. Um, but, uh, definitely, definitely, um, uh, not the star players. I don't think the magic have the assets to get a star player. And I don't think the magic are on that timeline. If, if Aaron Gordon took another leap, if, uh, if Jonathan Isaac takes a leap, then you get into that star conversation. I don't think the Magic are there. I think the Magic need to play this like they're a developing, rebuilding team. I know it's been six years since the Magic went to the playoffs. I know it's been six years since the Magic have been relevant at anything. Uh, but Orlando has to remain patient. They have to. They cannot rush things. They cannot rush their process here. If they do that, that's when they get in trouble. That's when they got in trouble way back when. Amanda Dodson uh, asks, I hope Jameer Nelson comes back. I don't think that's impossible. I think that he would be an interesting fit. I don't think you want him as your starter, um, but um, he wants to play. And if you give him a chance to compete for a starting spot with DJ Augustin, I know he's a little bit small and, and not the best defender anymore. Um, if you give him a chance to start, compete for a starting job with Ronell, with uh, DJ Augustin and you kind of have a point guard by committee, maybe it could work. Um, you know, Maybe he would be willing to come back on a one-year minimum deal just to, just to be back on Orlando. Who knows? Um, but um, I, I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. I don't think it'll happen, um, but I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Um, with that, if there are no other questions, no other comments, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close shop here for the day. Of course, once I do, the Magic we will probably sign someone. I'll have to record a brand new podcast and be done with that. Um, let's go here. Um, uh, Keith Smith, uh, our good pal, uh, saying, uh, saying source most teams... Expect the Orlando Magic to match any offer for restricted free agent Aaron Gordon. So an offer sheet is unlikely to come. This benefits Orlando as far as potentially keeping costs down in a new deal. This is why I think it's really important for the Magic to make sure they offer him a fair deal. Yes, you might be able to get him at below market slightly, but you want to pay him enough that he wants to stay, that he won't sign that qualifying offer and go to unrestricted free agency next summer. Because if he does that, he's as good as gone. That's 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 honestly what I have. That's honestly what I think. Um, so at this point, it looks like the, um, that's not a real person. Um, uh, at this point, um, at this point, I think that the Magic are probably setting up a meeting with Aaron at a normal hour. They're not going to talk to him at midnight. Um, whether that's a good decision or a bad decision, I don't know. Um, but it does, I would, I would say that there's a very, very good chance that the Magic gets something done with Aaron Gordon sooner rather than later. Um, uh, so, uh, we'll see exactly what happens here. As Orlando uh, appears ready to match any offer, that Aaron Gordon gets that's scaring away people, uh, and of course, um, of course, uh, um, the Magic, uh, and of course, the Magic then would uh, would get would get uh, Aaron Gordon to keep out keep out. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, it'll happen when it happens, and we'll see uh, what what happens there. I guess it's, it's it's a long it's as as that previous tweet as that tweet from Sean Devaney of Sporting News uh, said it's still early in the process. So let's. Take a deep breath and walk away from everything for now. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for watching the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live, listening on Lockdown Magic. And of course, subscribe to the podcast, Lockdown Magic, on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can follow me on Facebook at R underscore OMD. Follow the site on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. Uh, follow, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Follow the website at OMagic Daily. And of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. We'll be back again either Monday or Tuesday. We'll see what happens with another episode. More updates on free agency as they come in. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rostenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic as a podcast. And I'll see you all again next time I do an Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. I'm sure there'll be another one right around the corner. Until then, everyone. Have a great one. Happy free agency. Go get your contracts. Get paid.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day. Hey, Prime members.